Hey there. This week, we wanted to do something a little different since our session fell on a holiday. Since you all joined us partway into this campaign, we wanted to give you a little peek at what you missed. So please enjoy this Session Zero recap by our DM, Marcus Hurston. I'm sure many of you are thinking, how did we get here? What's this carnival? Why are we in the Shadowfell hunting Strahd? Well, you see, the answer to that is actually more of a tale. Here is the story of how the Mon Squad came to be. Our story begins at the Witchlight Carnival, a traveling group originally from the Feywild. This carnival visits every eight years, gathering guests from across the lands, including our crew of misfits. Eight years ago, members of this party found themselves sneaking into this very same carnival in an attempt to see the wonders inside. They were inevitably caught by the owners Mr. Witch and Mr. Light, who took something from each of them before kicking them out, in turn causing them to forget they ever lost something to begin with. Fast forward to the present, and we find these same four wanderers begin to set into motion the events that would result in their paths crossing. Nika and Scarlet, who met in line at the ticket booth, were given two free tickets from a mysterious benefactor with the initials E.T. on the envelope. Upon entering the carnival, the two visited a few booths and attractions together, including exchanging buttons with a strange monkey. During the exchange, Scarlet decided to sneak one of Nika's buttons he had given her into her alms box without mention. Shortly after, they ran into a performing duo by the name of Residual Booze, composed of Zeligor, a witch and musical talent, and Zombief, an undead half-orc, and the man the party would come to know as Theodore. He explains to Nika and Scarlet that he was bound to Zeligor as part of her deal with the necromancer that brought him back to this undead life. These two also revealed that they too received a mysterious pair of tickets from the same E.T., prompting the four of them to grow even more curious. Regardless of this, the four of them decided to experience the carnival together. After a day of enjoying the festivities, they took a break to grab some much-needed food and drink. Waiting for them at the food tents, however, was a strange gnome by the name of Eliwick Tumblestrum, or E.T., a bard and traveler who seemed to know a little more about the party's converging fates. After this encounter, the party resumed riding rides and exploring the series of unfortunate events that the carnival seemed to have been going through, which all led to a troublesome Kenku named Kettlesteam. After some time, the gang was able to subdue the Kenku and get answers from her. She revealed that the carnival owners were hiding something and that it was harming her and the carnival. It was then made clear to the party that they had each lost something, and together they decided to make it their mission to find the owners and get answers. They devised a plan with some of the other carnies to blackmail Witch and Light in order to get said answers. Thanks to some clever planning, the party was able to gain an audience with the owners, to which they learned of the Hourglass Coven, their stolen belongings, and of Zybilna, the carnival and Kettlesteam's patron. Terms were discussed with Witch and Light, and they revealed the location of the entrance into the Domain of Prismere, a portal located in the Hall of Mirrors. The party said their goodbyes to the Material Plane and stepped through the portal into the Feywild. 
Immediately upon arriving in the land of Hither, the Mon Squad found themselves nearly robbed by a band of Harrigan, led by one Agden Longscarf. After some time, the party was able to scare them off and began to explore their new surroundings, finding strange creatures and wildlife at every turn. One such creature was a knight of the Seely Court, a small fairy dragon named Sir Talavar, who had gotten trapped in a cage by Bavlorna. He reveals to the party that he needs a key from a goblin named Jingle Jangle. However, they learn that this goblin won't give it up for free. To get the key from her, the party would need to confront Agden Longscarf and his band of brigands to get Jingle Jangle her truffles back. After quickly dispatching the heron gun with a well-placed fireball and gathering the truffles for Jingle Jangle, they returned to her home where they were able to set Talavar free. At the base of Jingle Jingle's hill, the party ran into one of Niga's old crewmates from the Golden Rule, Tori. Unaware of how she arrived, Tori decided to join up with the party in order to get out of Prismere and find some answers. Talavar rewarded Mon Squad by showing them the way to Downfall, Bavlorna's place of residence. Along their journey, the party discovered a walking tavern containing a mysterious man who seemed to know a lot about Scarlet. On the final stretch of their journey, the Mon Squad came across another tavern that was a bit more secluded. Here, they ran into an individual by the name of Constantine and his dog Icarus, a member of the LAE, the organization that Tori had been a part of. He and Tori used this time to catch up, with Constantine seemingly as lost and confused as Tori was. After their small chat, the Mon Squad finally arrived in Downfall, and with the help of a scarecrow named Clapperclaw, were able to sneak into Bavlorna's hut. Once inside, the party was able to take her down with ease and retrieve Zeligor's stolen sense of direction, earning Clapperclaw's trust in the process. With Clapperclaw now in good graces with the party, he agrees to help guide them to Thither, where they have been told they will find Nika's sense of fashion and Theodore's ability to smile. However, as they are set to depart, they run into Constantine once more who asked to join them for their journey into Thither. The arrival into Thither's lush forest was a drastic change of scenery from the bog just a few hours prior. The first stop for the party was a cave that Clapperclaw knew of, inhabited by a man named Nib. Nib was a human spellcaster that gifted the party several magic items as part of the curse that keeps him trapped there. Just outside of Nib's cave was a wanted poster with the picture of a small boy named Will of the Feywild plastered across it. After questioning Nib about the child on the poster, they discovered he is an enemy of Scabatha and set off to find him. Once they arrived, they find a treant named Little Oak, who houses the entirety of the Getaway Gang, a small group of children freed by Will from Scabatha's workshop. In order to receive aid in retrieving the stolen items, the party needs to prove themselves to the getaway gang by sneaking into the unicorn's lake to prove that she exists. While the party was going about this test, however, they were interrupted by a rogue named Zarek who worked with a group called the League of Malevolence. Their goal, to steal Zybilna's power for themselves. Zarek made an attack at the unicorn who rapidly fled from the scene as the party engaged the orcish cutthroat. However, they soon realized that they were not alone during this fight. A hidden marksman began to take shots at the party from a tree. The party apprehended the armored figure who attempted to flee after being discovered and began asking questions as to who she was. She revealed herself to be Veronica, 
and claimed to have known Nika and Tori from their time in the Golden Rule and from Tori's time in the LAE. After some deliberation, it was decided that Veronica could join the party to escape the Feywild. The Mon Squad then returned to Will and the others with proof that Lamorna, the Unicorn, exists, gaining their respect and setting the plan to infiltrate Scabbath the Nightshade's workshop into motion. The party set about negotiating the return of Nika's fashion sense with Granny Nightshade, while Will started a distraction in the gardens, drawing Scabatha's attention away long enough to free the remaining children. Along with the children was a dwarf named Elkhorn, a member of Valor's Call who opposed the League of Malevolence. The Mon Squad asked Elkhorn to return the children safely back to Little Oak while the rest of the party snuck to Scabatha's meeting room to finish negotiating their agreement. After some back and forth, the party agreed that in exchange for ruining Endelin Moongrave's play in Yawn, they would receive Theodore's ability to smile again. So with the help of Squirt the Oil Can, everyone made their way hastily towards Yawn. The arrival to Yawn was expedited with the help of Will of the Feywild and his unicorn horn wand, which he used to speed up time. Once there, it was decided that the Mon Squad would break away to find Endelin Moongrave, as well as more allies for the coming battle against the League of Malevolence. They were able to find allies in Gleam, an elvish woman who was looking to free her sister and return to the carnival, and Amador, a sentient dandelion who was traveling with Gleam. They also met and made friends with the Briganox and Molliver, a human rogue that got separated from Valor's Call. With allies found, the Mon Squad began to trek back to Motherhorn, the theater in which Indolin resided. However, halfway to Indolin's abode, a cyclone appeared, separating the party and scattering them throughout Yawn. Nika was the only one being able to maintain his footing, and alone made his way to the theater to begin a parlay with Indolin. One by one, the party was able to regroup and work out a deal with Indolin. They would put on a play at her theater in exchange for Scarlet's ability to keep secrets. With some careful planning, the party was able to put on a tragedy that told the tale of Mon Squad member Theodore Von Nightshade. Indolin was amazed by their performance, and after talking with her for some time, they discovered she was a bit different from her sisters and began to form a sort of friendship. Indolin returned Scarlet's ability to keep secrets and escorted them out of the palace. However, they were all caught off guard by the sound of a sudden explosion, followed by a column of smoke from the direction of the getaway gang. Endolin and Mon Squad swiftly retreated back to the camp, only to find Little Oak smoking and collapsed with the kids hiding inside, afraid of whatever attacked them. Before the party could gather their thoughts, a projectile was fired in their direction. The culprit was revealed to be Veronica, who was taking cover in a nearby ruin. One by one, Mon Squad made their way into the ruins to engage Veronica, eventually tying her up and confiscating her weapons and gear, including a bag of explosives that she used to take down Little Oak. Constantine was called in for the party to inquire about what happened and why Veronica might have done this. When shown the explosives, his lies couldn't hold up against Scarlet's insight, who revealed him as the traitor he was. The party made every attempt to apprehend him, however, he escaped along with Veronica, leaving the party behind in a sour mood and with new determination to return home. And so, with this, they made their way to the Palace of Heart's desire to free Zybelna and finally find that way. A flock of paper cranes carried the party into the gardens of the palace, 
leaving them to investigate the grounds and solve the puzzles to unlock the palace doors. The first room they found was the butler's quarters, which was devoid of life save for the butler Thinnings, who agreed to work with the party to free his lady from stasis. He gave them some much-needed information regarding the palace, Zybelna, and the League of Malevolence. Room by room, they searched, piecing together clues about Zybelna's past, including her identity as the wizard Tasha. In the heart of this castle were the remaining members of the League of Malevolence, who had to be dispatched if the party had any hope of securing the palace. So in a moment of swift justice, the party put an end to Kellogg the leader, as well as his ally the Warduke. Next, they found Zargash the cleric and disposed of him as well. With only one thing left to do, free Zybelna, the party made their way to the ballroom where the Archface stood frozen in time. The party was able to unfreeze her with the touch of a unicorn's horn, and their deeds were rewarded in the form of wishes. Tori wished for her deceased love interest back to life. Theodore wished for his life and memories to return. Zelagor wished to be veiled from the god of death's sight. Nika called upon Zybelna's blessing and received a boon from her. And Scarlet wished for an immortal crystal pegasus. With their wishes fulfilled, they were all returned quite literally to their respective homes throughout Oxoy. Scarlet was returned to her home of Duskmoor with Nika in tow, as he now considered Scarlet his home due to the bonding they had done throughout their journeys in the Feywild. Upon reaching Scarlet's castle, they discovered her home in tatters, and are approached by some of her remaining guards who were informed her she has been gone for four years. After inquiring about the state of the castle, her guards inform her that her father has been abducted back to the Shadowfell, and offer to take the two of them back to capital to reunite with their friends. Tori had been teleported to a random location within the city, but thanks to her quick wits, was able to make it to the Golden Rule hideaway. Meanwhile, Zelagor and Theodore were dropped off at the carnival's last known location, which was now completely abandoned, and began to make their way to the city to regroup. After some time, the party was able to regroup, making their way to what remained of the Golden Rule's hideout, where they met one of the original surviving leaders, Otto. He explained that within the last few years, the city's governing body had begun making forceful moves to lock down the city, including tying up loose ends, such as the Golden Rule. With this alarming news, and with the need to find Scarlet's parents, the Mon Squad decided to take the risk and enter the Shadowfell to find her mother and father. With help and funds from Scarlet's guardsmen, the party were geared up for interplanar travel and sent through the only known gateway between Oxoy and the Shadowfell. It is here that the party first came face to face with Strahd and discovered it was he who had taken her father. After a brutal fight in the forest of the Shadowfell, the party fled to Barovia, where they met their first allies, Irina and her brother Ismark, who offered to help escort them to a much safer city of Valakai, where our players' adventures truly begin. Wait, before you go, we wanted to thank you for listening to Mon Squad D&D. If you enjoy our show, then make sure to give us a like and tell people about us. Until then, we'll see you next week for a brand new episode.